0: Hello, and welcome to Your Living Autopsy, a podcast dedicated to helping you dig in and unpack what's going on within so you can live your very best life. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, and welcome back to Your Living Autopsy. Last week, we talked about your love life, whether you have one or not whether it's lovely or rocky, and whether you are able to say with total certainty that you're able to be yourself in your relationships. And if not, what are you going to do about that? We talked about the concept of healing and how it's more than just waiting it out, letting time do the work, that it also takes self-work you attract someone who feels the same way as you do about yourself in that moment. So if you are struggling, just a reminder that it's 100% normal. But the solution is not to find someone to lean into. The solution is to heal yourself from the inside out so that you get to have a partner, not that you feel like you have to in order to have self-worth or in order to survive. Love is best served when you are two whole, fully beating hearts. Oh, and I meant to tell you this last week. I have a song from my first album called Heartbeat. That might be weird if you don't know my past in music, but it's actually a pretty appropriate song for last week's episode. So, if you have a minute, check it out, and I'll put links in the show notes. Okay, so today is about the other organs, per my title. I've thought a lot about this episode recently, and I think I've settled on the idea that this one is going to be about the stuff you have to deal with on a daily basis. So let's not really worry about the idea of quote-unquote other organs, because this won't make sense. So what am I talking about? This could be autoimmune, a skin condition, reproductive issue, mental health, lungs, whatever. Now, I know that mental health could technically be covered in the uh, step 12, which is in a few weeks from now, because it's on the brain. But I have other plans for that one. Plus, I think it should be in the same episode as everything else that can plague you day in and day out. Why? Because I think it's been separated for far too long from all the other things that people have to deal with. I don't think, I mean, I guess it, I think it deserves its own episode because of how important it is for us to be educated on it and feel normal about it. But I don't think it should be separated in terms of this is worse or better. It just is. You know, nobody chooses what they deal with. Nobody chooses the uh, issue that we're going to talk about today. So we're all in the same boat, aren't we? We're all handling it. We're all trying our best. And we're all trying to just live a normal life, whatever that means. So I want to keep mental health in with the asthmas or the skin conditions or the endometriosis or the autoimmune. Nothing is better or worse. Issues are issues are issues. We all deserve to deal with them with the same feeling that has nothing to do with a stigma. Am I right? Okay, I'll get off my soapbox. Um, (laughs) Moving on. What do you have going on? Take a second to write down your most annoying or most painful affliction, condition, what have you. And remember, we all have something. I have plenty of things to talk about, so I'll just choose one to start out with. As you know, if you've been listening to this podcast all the way through, I have allergic asthma. It's not typical asthma, but rather it flares up because of all the things I'm allergic to, the overgrowth of what is known as eosinophils in my lungs and sinus cavities, and then chronic sinusitis, aka sinus infections that come all the time. I've had struggles with this for a long time, but it got worse and worse when I was on tour. So, in the span of two years, in 2010 and then in 2012, I got two sinus surgeries. The first one didn't take and it came back all the way. I used to get steroid shots in my nose, one in each side, in effort to record an album. Uh, I think that was for my second album, so I wouldn't sound like this. While touring, one of the times, I had acute bronchitis. I received multiple cortisone shots at the arenas that I was playing in in order to get through the night because my voice was always the first to go with the allergies, sinus issues, and asthma. Uh, I lost my smell for about three years. And I've gone to the emergency room for asthma attacks on more than one occasion, including one in late 2018 when I moved to Aspen and did not have my proper medication for a while. It's a nuisance. For sure. I'm having a good day today, so I can call it a nuisance, but ask me on a bad day and I probably will have a stronger word for it. I was a singer back then, and for a singer, that was quite possibly the hardest thing to deal with. For me, at least. I can't speak for everyone. It's the equivalent of, like, breaking your hand so much as a guitar player or a drummer or a foot as a soccer player. Whatever you need to do your job is literally failing you at every every turn, that's what it felt like. So fill in the blank however you wish. Not being able to depend on my lungs or my nose or my voice, it weighed on me and stressed me out. It bummed me out. It frustrated me. The list goes on. Like, why couldn't I have something that wouldn't attack the very part of me that I needed to do my job? And so ultimately, it was easier just not to sing professionally anymore. Because no matter what I did, no matter how many doctors or allergy shots or changes in my diet or how much sleep I tried to get, I could not control my body or prevent it from giving me this trouble. After years of just trying to survive it, a pulmonologist told me I didn't have traditional asthma, but rather the allergic kind, which I've explained to you. Up until then, I was more of a case for any specialists I went to. They would just sort of scratch their heads because they would... uh, Treat me as if I just had regular asthma or regular sinuses or regular allergy problems. And I have never been that person. I am special (laughs) and not in a good way. But this pulmonologist saw some things they didn't, and he helped me get on a drug that has been helping me since 2012. It has been a lifesaver, and it's called Zolaire with an X if you need anything like this. It's an injection that I get in my um, each of my arms twice a month. And on top of that, I still have a rescue inhaler. I do sinus rinses daily in order to keep my sinuses clear and keep my sense of smell. I still get frustrated. I still have bad days, especially during allergy season and such. But I will take this over all the time before when I was one bad asthma attack away from going to the ER. I told you all this because I want you to know... I want you to know not not the details in order to feel sorry for me, but to understand how involved something like this is. It has been something I have navigated since, I don't know, over 10 years now in, in a real way. So what about you? I know I already asked you that, but what are you dealing with? It doesn't even have to be a big thing or even a diagnosis to be something you have to overcome. For instance, like as I'm talking, I am also picking up my cuticles and my nails. That has been a lifelong struggle for me to just leave them alone. I mean, I can't for some reason. And before I know it, I've already started bleeding and I'm mentally chastising myself for the time it's going to take to heal and how I'm going to have to hide my hands so as not to gross anyone out or see the looks I get. Yeah, maybe it's small potatoes in the grand scheme, but it is a constant point of shame for me. Did that jog anything loose? Me talking about my nails versus something as big as asthma or, you know, a sinus uh, infections that lead to sinus surgery? Because I want to make sure that you qualify everything that's going on, not just the stuff that's like, quote unquote, Legitimate. Write down anything you left off the first round. And I have a few more questions for you. Once you're done with your list, answer these for each. One, is this a diagnosed problem or one you suspect? That is, if it's not like your nails and something that can't be diagnosed regardless. (laughs) Two, are you or do you think you should seek professional advice for it? Number three, Does anyone else know about it? If they do, what is their reaction, if any? Number four, what are your feelings around it? Any of the things you put on your list? How do you feel about what you're dealing with? And lastly, what about if someone else was dealing with this exact same thing? How would you feel about it then? Would your judgments be different on it? Maybe not. Just write down the questions for each, and I will put these questions in the show notes so that you don't have to keep on going back. Why am I asking you to write this down? What is the point? I mean, you already know what you're dealing with, because after all, it is your body and your mind. I want you to write it down because it's better if you see it on paper, right in front of you. It's better if you see it because it disconnects the thing from you, if only for just a second. I talked about two of my issues, which, by the way, there are more, but those are the two I talked about. (laughs) One of them is bigger and more extensive, and scary if I'm not treated. And one of them is smaller, just more pesky. But both of them have emotions attached to them. Multiple, in fact. I said I was weighed down and bummed out and stressed out and I was frustrated by my allergies and my lungs and my sinus problems. And then when I talked about my nails and my hands, I told you I was embarrassed and ashamed and continuously mad at myself. Now, of course, I told you I have more things going on than that, but just with those two alone, wow, that's a lot going on inside of a person. Weighed down, bummed out, stressed out, frustrated, embarrassed, ashamed, continuously mad at myself. That's a lot of space my feelings about two of the many issues I have going on take up. So when I write them down, I see them with a little bit more compassion. I see my asthma and sinus stuff as something I have worked on and overcome to a large degree. I have a regimen that is working for me. I have to stick to it, but... It does work. I see progress, and I feel grateful for the doctors who have come along on this journey with me. And I even see my relationships with all of the nurses who have administered my shots over the years. I've been to plenty of facilities, but I've made friends with all of them in one way or another because I see them so often. And when I see my nails written down, I feel compassion for that girl. I know she's not bad because of her hands, I know she's not less than. I know she has anxiety and is a perfectionist. And I know this is really just a habit, one she'd like not to have, yeah, but it's also a mirror of the work in progress that she is. Do you see what I mean? I can see the human behind the name or the suffering or the judgment. The alternative is pretty simple for me. And it's not good. With my anxiety, I think about my nails, and I'll just bite them more. And then I'll feel shame, and then more anxiety about my hands, and the cycle goes on. And if I dwell on my breathing, my breath becomes more shallow, which is not the healthiest thing for my lungs. And if you're into meditating or breathing techniques at all, you know that full, deep breaths are also a great way to calm your nervous system. So I have to write it down to separate myself from it so I can see it for what it is. It's just something I deal with. It's not part of who I am. If you wrote down something about mental health, did you feel better or worse when you looked at what you wrote? I'm curious because when my psychiatrist told me that no, I did not have depression like I thought, and actually had pretty severe lifelong anxiety, I felt relief. It was relieving to me to know, because I had no idea why my medication for depression wasn't seeming to help me, and why my thoughts were always looping and looping and looping until I found myself either unable to fall asleep or focus on anything else. It was draining me, and it was draining me even more not to know why. So I'm just curious, because I know how I feel, but I also know that I'm not dealing with everything else out there. And out of respect for you, I never want to speak about something I don't personally deal with. So if you have some time, please give me a shout, because I would love to know how you are doing with what you're dealing with. My contact information will definitely be in the show notes. So I can't tell you about how you feel. I can't speak for you. But I can tell you you're not the only one who is dealing with whatever you're dealing with. I can also tell you that you are not weird or crazy or unworthy or anything negative that might come up around what you suffer from. Look back at your list again and the answers that you gave to the questions I asked. As I'm not a doctor and I also don't know what's going on in your life, I don't want to say anything other than it is better to know what you're working with or at least I think so, than letting your mind run in circles with all the things that it could be. Have you ever heard a doctor say, please don't get on WebMD? You can drive yourself up a wall trying to decipher and diagnose. And I'm guessing that won't help you out. I also know that from experience. So please consider getting a professional to give you an opinion on what's going on if you haven't already. If it's something that warrants that, you know, not your nails, but you know what I mean. And another thing I'd say is consider telling someone if you haven't already, no matter how small. It's kind of amazing how much more stress you will have if you carry it alone. And plus, how can someone tell you that he or she deals with that thing that you deal with too if they never actually know that you do? Help and support is just around the corner. And always, if you need support, you know you can reach out. I'm here. Lastly, look at what you wrote down for the question about how you feel about what you're going through or living with. The judgments that you have put on this. The emotions. Does it track at all in terms of the judgment and emotions with what you wrote about if someone else is going through it? In other words, How I feel about my nails and my hands, do I feel the same way when I see someone else with the same issues? No. I actually feel like I'm part of something that is really not that big of a deal, but somehow I make it huge in my mind. And I know you can't speak that way for everything. Like my asthma is no small potato there. I think I've used that twice in this episode, but you get me, the judgment is not there when I look at someone else. It's just there when I look at it from my perspective. I'm the weird one. I'm the sickly one. I'm the one who's bringing everyone down or always having to say, hey, I need to take a break. I I don't feel that way when I see someone else with asthma. I don't feel badly for the person who has um, dry and ripped cuticles when I see them. I see a human, I see who they really are, not their hands. Does that make sense? I challenge you to really look at how you feel if someone else had what you had. Chances are you'll have a lot more understanding, grace, and love than you're giving yourself. So if you don't take anything else away from this, remind yourself to look at yourself the way you would look at someone else with your problem. It might give you a little bit Of a breather, said the asthmatic. (laughs) I know this has been a shorter episode, but please do not confuse it with being less important. The bottom line, again, is that we all go through stuff. We all have stuff. Some is easier, some harder. And we who go through things are the best people to console and support and cheerlead those who come after us with the same stuff going on in their lives. The more human we are, the more connected we get, and the more alike we become. I hope you have a great week. Next week, we'll talk about the stomach. Before I go, I want to thank my dad, Dan Huff, because he created the music for this podcast, and it's awesome. And I also want to remind you that I would love to see you join us for our mini course on Getting Unstuck, coming up on Zoom. For more information on the time, head on over to howtomoveonandbehappy.com. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're getting something out of this, and I know it will only get more interesting in our next step. Until then, I'm Ashlyn, and this is Your Living Autopsy. And remember, today is done, but tomorrow is up for grabs. You got this.